from the heart of our nation's capital, here's Family Research Council President Tony Perkins. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Washington Watch. Coming up. I think we can reach common ground on many issues, but on partial birth abortion, it sounds like we, we're not going to reach uh, common ground there. That was Utah Senator Mitt Romney questioning Joe Biden's nominee for Secretary of Health and Human Services earlier today, Javier Becerra. We'll talk with Oklahoma Senator James Langford about this controversial nominee, whose nomination actually could be in trouble because of just how radical his views are. We'll also ask Senator Langford about his efforts to protect the conscience rights of those in the health care industry. Also, it's been described as one of the greatest attacks on the First Amendment to ever be seriously considered by the U.S. Congress. What is it? Well, Ohio Congressman Warren Davidson is here with the answer and will also have steps on what you can do to help protect religious freedom in America. In fighting back against the cancel culture, a young Christian entrepreneur baptized with the intolerant fire of the left is providing a social media platform for Christians and other free speech advocates. It's spreading faster than a virus in Walmart, and it has the left shook. I'm on it, and I'm going to tell you how you can be on it when the founder and CEO, Andrew Torba, joins me later here on Washington Watch. The website, TonyPerkins.com. Bookmark that page. Lots of resources there for you. And text the word STAND to 67742 so you can stay in touch with us and what is happening. Again, text the word STAND to 67742. By the way, I was in uh, East Texas this uh, weekend. We had a recorded program yesterday because I was traveling back. Uh, Some uh, significant weather issues over there, but I was uh, speaking at First Baptist Church Mount Vernon and First Baptist Church Sulphur Springs, and I spoke to a lot of our Washington Watch listeners that listened there on the Bot Radio Network. It was great to be with you all. It's great to be in uh, East Texas. All right. Javier Becerra, President Biden's nominee to head the Department of Health and Human Services, had his uh, first hearing before the Senate Help Committee earlier today, during which he avoided answering questions on his support for partial birth abortion, taxpayer funding of abortion, and the removal of safety regulations on chemical abortions, which are now being pushed big time by Planned Parenthood. Many, including those of us here at the Family Research Council, have raised red flags over this nominee, given his extremely disturbing track record on abortion, not to mention the little experience he has in matters related to public health. He's been serving as the Attorney General of California, following in the wake of Kamala Harris. Well, join me now to talk about Biden's extreme pro-abortion nominee and also on his efforts to protect conscience rights in America is U.S. Senator James Lankford of Oklahoma, who is on the committee that Becerra will testify before tomorrow. Senator, welcome back to the program. Tony, always good to be able to be with you, and you're welcome in Oklahoma anytime. Well, I, uh, I I love to go to Oklahoma as well. Go back and see uh, see a lot of friends there in Oklahoma. And you guys have had just as bad of weather there as they had in uh, East Texas. We have. We're we're glad to have some sunshine this week finally. And uh, I I wish I was enjoying that. I'm in uh, not as sunny Washington D.C. right now, uh, dealing with some not so sunny issues. Well, let's talk about those issues because uh, today. Uh, Javier Becerra had his first hearing in the HELP Committee. Tomorrow he's before your committee. His views on abortion go back quite a ways, uh, and this is a, quite a significant 
uh, government agency. This oversees 27 national institutes, the Department of Health and Human Services, uh, oversees 27 national institutes and centers of health and centers for disease control and prevention, Medicare, Medicaid, the Food and Drug Administration, the Administration of Children and Families. All of these uh, have a lot of influence over the issue and the, the policy concerning abortion. So we should pay very close attention to this individual. Yeah, we should pay very close attention to all the nominees that are coming through, but especially something like this. Javier Becerra is clearly not a healthcare professional. Uh, traditionally in this role, it'd be someone who's been in healthcare administration or a physician or a scientist. We're in the middle of a pandemic, and you would think the, the group that's going to oversee the pandemic response and all that's going to happen would be somebody with a science or healthcare background. But instead, uh, President Biden has selected an attorney that seems to be his only criteria and his only main qualification on this is he has been very outspoken on support of abortion and not just uh, supporting the existence of abortion, but the promotion of abortion. Uh, he has a very different background that he, he has pushed in California, for instance, to require uh, pro-life centers to have a poster on the wall that tells people in a pro-life center where they could go get an abortion instead. That's not someone that's trying to protect abortion's existence. That's someone who's trying to promote abortion as an industry. Uh, this is a very radical perspective on abortion, whether it be partial birth abortion that he supports all the way through uh, to actually promoting abortion uh, to individuals that are seeking to actually adopt their child instead. Uh, so th this is not someone that I would look at if, if you're doing a search on a LinkedIn search uh, for someone who'd be a perfect match uh, to be in health and human services. He wouldn't even show up because he has no healthcare background and experience. He may be qualified to be something like an attorney general, but definitely not leading something like health and human services. Well, I mean, he has some experience. He's been suing hospitals and forcing health care uh, entities to, uh, to to provide abortion against uh, federal law. Um, so he's, he's got some experience there, but not in terms of overseeing uh, the delivering of health care services. So why then, Senator Langford, has did uh, the Biden administration select him to head up an agency that has a, a $1.3 trillion annual budget, which is... You know, the, the Department of Defense is only $700 billion. It's a huge, huge government entity. Why? Why was yeah, he selected? The, the only reason he was selected was because of his outspoken support for abortion. Uh, this was a hat tip to the left and the most progressive elements of uh, the president's party uh, to be able to say, I'm going to be the most pro-abortion president ever. After having President Trump be there to be the most pro-life president ever, uh, Biden is now focused on being the most pro-abortion president ever. Uh, when he stepped in literally in his first week in office and started saying, I want to take out Hyde protections uh, so that federal dollars can flow to abortion, I want to start allowing federal uh, tax dollars to be used overseas to promote and provide abortion, he aggressively started in his very first week uh, with announcing Javier Becerra to be his nominee for HHS and to be able to promote in every way that he can trying to push abortion. He is trying to be the exact opposite of President Trump, who was supportive of life. And uh, so it is a frightening shift for us as a nation. I want to underscore that aspect, Senator Langford, because when he served as Attorney General of California, it wasn't just the fact that he, you know, supported abortion there in his state as the attorney general he sued other states that had pro-life laws he was aggressively taking the uh, pro-abortion agenda and going after other states that had pro-life laws 
That's correct. Yeah, Mississippi, multiple other states. Uh, the the, the uh, attorney general in California was actively working to promote abortion around the country and also uh, doing the opposite of trying to be able to protect entities. For instance, when the Planned Parenthood videos came out showing uh, the abhorrent actions of Planned Parenthood uh, actually selling the body parts of children, instead of actually going for those that were selling the body parts of children, he immediately filed suit against uh, the individuals that actually exposed it. So he went after the whistleblowers instead of going after those that were selling the body parts. Uh, he is actively pursued trying to be able to uh, not enforce conscience protections, where HHS in the past actually had to reach into California and to say, we're going to cut off your funds if you don't allow conscience protections for healthcare professionals, Becerra was fighting against that. So again, there is a a lot of difference between pro-life and pro-abortion, but he is not just pro-abortion existing, he is trying to expand abortion in America. Well, and he went all the way to the Supreme Court, taking a a baton toss from uh, then Attorney General uh, Kamala Harris, when she was elected to the Senate, he came in, she's now Vice President, he came in as Attorney General with the uh, case of the National Institute of Family and Life Advocates, uh, I think you made references earlier, where they were forcing a message, forcing pro-life clinics to promote abortion. Uh, that went all the way to the Supreme Court, and he lost. And should have lost. That's a basic free speech right and a right for an individual not to have someone require them to speak. Uh, there's, a, there's an issue of free speech. One is I can say what I choose to say, but I also don't have to say something I don't agree with. Javier Becerra and before him, uh, Kamala Harris were actively pushing to say we want to require pro-life entities to actually promote abortion instead. And uh, that is a chilling thing for a government to be able to step in, in this case a state, uh, to step in and try to require that. Uh, but it's a loyalty test to the pro-abortion uh, industry, and uh, that's why I think that Biden actually selected Javier Becerra. Uh, Senator, I think, you know, for an attorney general of a state to take a case like that all the way to the Supreme Court uh, and, of course, lose because, as you said, he should have lost because it was a blatant abuse of uh, on the First Amendment. That tells you a lot, I believe, about the, uh, the individual. Now, he could argue he was representing the state, but uh, doing so cheerfully. I think he was eagerly, aggressively doing it. I think it reflects where he's coming from and what he would do as Secretary of Health and Human Services. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, the most difficult thing to me is he sees a human service as the taking of life. And I want to believe that the person who leads health and human services is actually yes. helping humans receive services rather than taking the human life. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm proud to be able to say I believe all children are valuable. For whatever reason, he believes only some children are valuable. And I'm glad to be able to stay on the, on the side of life. A, extremely good point. I would just add to that that uh, Mr. Becerra equates abortion with health care. And we've been very clear to distinguish between abortion and health care. Abortion is not health care. It is the taking of a life. That's not health care. Right, right. Protecting life is one thing. Taking life is something totally different. That's why I've spoken out so much on conscience protections. I have a bill uh, actually trying to be able to push this basic issue of conscience protections, which is already in federal law now, but it only actually works if the government actually engages to protect. So if, if you're an individual and a healthcare provider, you've told your hospital, hey, I got into healthcare to be able to protect life and save life. I don't want to take life in an abortion. That hospital typically honors that. But if they choose not to, as they have in California and in other places where a hospital will come and say, you'll lose your job if you don't come help with this abortion, 
then the conscience rights of that person is, is violated and they have no recourse. So I'm basically trying to be able to give some recourse to the individual to say that they can actually file suit against their hospital for a violation of their rights, of their basic, basic conscience protections. This should be an easy thing to do. Why would you compel someone who got into health care to save life, to take life, if they, re- if they believe and understand the basics of, that, of the science of that child? And so we're trying to be able to encourage that bill to be able to work through and to be able to say to all of my colleagues, Republican and Democrat alike, why can't we at least agree to be able to honor the basic rights and conscience of individuals? Yeah, and that is uh, Senate Bill 183. How can people weigh in with their senators or can they help you in getting this bill to move forward? Absolutely, they can. They can. They can let their own senators know that hey, there, there's a bill out there that protects the conscience rights of healthcare providers, and should be a common sense bill. Uh, that if someone notifies their hospital or healthcare provider, hey, I don't, wa- I, I don't want to take life. I want to help save life. Uh, that that should be honored, and that just should not be a partisan issue. And uh, so, no matter what their perspective is on abortion, uh, as a senator, uh, at least they shouldn't try to compel someone to do something that they know violates their own conscience. For a, a nation that proudly talks about the freedom of faith and religion, uh, this should be something we should all be able to stand for. I, I absolutely agree, and Senator, my concern: if we don't have those protections, there will be some who will not go into health care whose heart is to serve and help, and they will be redirected elsewhere and will all be the worse off for it. That's entirely likely, and so this is a way to be able to stand up for not only current health care, but the future of health care. Absolutely. Senator James Langford, as always, my friend, thanks so much for joining us. Glad to be able to do it, Tony. Thanks for standing up. All right. Senator James Langford of Oklahoma, one man among many and women in Congress that you can pray for. Uh, because they're there doing the right thing for the right reasons in the right way. All right, coming up next, it has been called one of the largest, most significant attacks on the First Amendment Congress has ever taken up. Warren Davidson, Congressman of Ohio, is here next to explain. Don't go away. Hey, Matt. Hey, Hannah. What's going on? Why so gloomy? Well, I'm a little disappointed. I had a lot planned to do during the stay-at-home time, and I just didn't do it. Oh, yeah? What did you have planned that you didn't get to do? Well, I was actually hoping I would finally be able to get time to do a regular Bible reading routine, and I started a couple of times. I just didn't stick with it. Don't be too down on yourself. Starting a new routine can be hard, but one way to help is to join in with others and to have a good game plan. I think I have a good solution for you. Oh, yeah? Tony Perkins and FRC are doing a two-year study in the Word. They have it all mapped out. When did they start? I I would be so far behind. Oh, that's not a problem. You can literally jump in any time. There's a daily reading just a couple of chapters a day with questions to help you think about what you're reading. Nice. Where can I find this? Go to frc.org slash Bible, and you can get started. Where's that again? frc.org slash Bible. Got it. Checking it out now. In our time, North Korea remains one of the world's most mysterious countries. Unfortunately, what we do know about North Korea indicates the country is also one of the world's worst abusers of human rights, including violations of religious freedom. The North Korean regime has engaged in an intense crackdown on religion for decades. Today, few religious believers remain, and those who do face grave danger. The secretive nature of the regime, nicknamed the Hermit Kingdom, makes it difficult for American leaders to address these human rights issues. Yet, even though options are limited, the gravity of the situation calls on Western countries to take every action possible to relieve the suffering of the North Korean people, a people who have no chance of speaking up for themselves. 
To learn more about this important issue, check out FRC's publication titled North Korea, the world's foremost violator of religious freedom. To access the information you need to stay informed, including a list of policy proposals, go to frc.org slash North Korea. Masculinity in America has never been under attack the way it is today. We've reached the point where the term itself is considered toxic or offensive to many. The consistent message in our nation is that masculinity by nature is bad and is the root cause of many of the problems plaguing our society. From his experience as a military combat officer and ordained minister of the gospel, Lieutenant General William Boykin has seen and dealt with firsthand the breakdown of leadership in our nation by the lack of godly men living lives of biblical purpose. In his latest book, Man to Man, Rediscovering Masculinity in a Challenging World, he addresses the essential elements of manhood as a provider, an instructor, a defender, a battle buddy, and a chaplain and explains how to personally develop these traits and pass them to the next generation. Get your copy today of Man to Man, wherever books are sold. Welcome back to Washington Watch. I'm your host, Tony Perkins. So good to have you with us. The website, TonyPerkins.com. Right, coming up a little bit later, a new social media platform. It is, uh, it's, it's rapidly expanding. I'm on it. I'm going to tell you how you can get on it as well. It's a safe place for free speech. So don't go away. You're going to want to hear that conversation. All right, it's been called the Equality Act, but uh, if you were to be accurate in the wording, it would be the Inequality Act. It's just bad legislation. It would overhaul our federal civil rights framework to mandate special privileges at the expense of others, despite what they say, based upon sexual orientation and gender identity. It will expand abortion access, and it will gut religious freedom those protections that we have from the Religious Freedom Restoration Act go away. Now, if passed, many will be left to suffer the consequences, including women, children, medical professionals, and people of faith. Um, Pastors, listen up. Don't think you can hide in your church and not feel and experience the ramifications of this public policy. And it's up for a vote this Thursday. In the House of Representatives. Joining me now to talk about this dangerous bill is Congressman Warren Davidson. He represents Ohio's 8th Congressional District. Congressman, welcome back to the program. Uh, great talking with you, Tony. Thanks for covering this important issue. You're concerned about it. Why? I'm very concerned about it. I mean, frankly, it's one of the most hostile bills that I can think of in my lifetime towards uh, religious freedom in the United States of America. Uh, and, you know, you highlighted some of it, but it, it effectively nullifies uh, the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. It, it strips protections. Uh, so churches that think that they could be protected and they have, look, the First Amendment free exercise, uh, non-establishment clause, they could they could uh, continue to practice their faith unimpeded. Look, Hillary Clinton alluded to this in the 2016 campaign when you said, well, you'll just have, she said, uh, you'll just have to change your doctrine. And this bill is essentially what codifies that. It's a new kind of woke heresy code, and, and it'll be enforced on across all denominations. If you don't support their redefinition of male and female 
and um, participate in abortions uh, and whatnot, then you're subject to discrimination. Now, they, they, they cloak this in very nice-sounding terminology. In fact, the White House has put out a statement. President Joe Biden released a statement uh, a couple of days ago, and he said, quote, now it's time for Congress to secure these protections once and for all, He's speaking of the executive orders that he did earlier, by passing the Equality Act, because no one should ever face discrimination or live in fear because of who they are or whom they love, end quote. Now, that sounds nice. But the real effect of this bill of this bill would not be to eradicate discrimination, but to erase freedom of thought and of belief, along with the ability to hold a, a different opinion while remaining free from government retribution. This actually arms the government to come after those who disagree with what the left is pushing. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, you know, broadly, people are going to be sympathetic to it because it's called the Equality Act. It's it's a well named, right? People support equality. Broadly, people are going to say, "Well, you know, we don't we love our neighbor as ourselves. We don't want to treat people uh, differently." But inherently, in a ministry, for example, you do treat people differently by doctrine. Some mainline churches uh, have abandoned the doctrine, but generally. Uh, the doctrine is you don't perform uh, gay marriages in Christian churches. Um, um, now that would be a, an act of bigotry versus sound doctrine. And and for example, um, look, girls, women, and girls fought for a long time to get you know Title IX protections for uh, athletics. Women and men uh, compete in sports differently uh, for a whole range of sports. And you know you're essentially ending women's sports effectively by requiring um, them to um, allow men and boys to participate in those sports. Uh, and and a failure to do that in an equal way um, exposes them to liability. So it's under the guise of these nice-sounding things, but the reality mm-hmm. is it's very hostile to religious freedom. Uh, you know, you talk about accommodations. It, it expands the definition of public accommodations so that any place uh, in its in its any place. It used to be in the business place. If you got 15 or more employees, these provisions would apply. But now it's everywhere. You have a public restroom has to be open to uh, someone based upon their uh, felt gender or their defined gender, their whatever they feel like that day. Um, so that 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 includes churches. So churches would fall under this. Uh, schools. Let's talk a moment about private schools. You think, well, I'm just my kids are in Christian schools; they're not going to be affected by this. That's not the case. Absolutely not the case. And frankly, in healthcare, not the case. So clearly, uh, you know, many many faithful people have objections to abortion, and this would essentially. Uh, not only jeopardize uh, the protection existing Hyde Amendment prohibitions on use of federal taxpayer dollars to fund abortions, uh, it, it can result in pressure for uh, facilities to provide the abortions. You look at right. healthcare facilities, hospitals, and the healthcare workers uh, who, who clearly would never participate uh, of their own free will in ending uh, the life of a baby human in utero or otherwise, um, would be compelled to do that or basically be not denied the ability to practice medicine. It it sounds far-reaching, but you can read the legislation. I mean, the Equality Act would effectively create a legislative right to abortion on demand 
because the health care providers would be considered a public accommodation and prohibiting from discriminating on the basis of sex. And determination on the basics of, a basis of sex would re- be redefined to including treating pregnancy or related medical condition. So, I mean, this is far sweeping, and it takes every issue that the left, you know, feels is a sacred cow and wrap it into one bill and disarm anyone who has moral objections. Yeah, absolutely. And it basically redefines male and female, uh, male and female created them. Sound science. Yeah, absolutely. Warren Davidson, thanks so much for uh, for joining us. Appreciate you uh, leading the fight on this. Thank you, Tony. And, folks, uh, we've got action items for you at TonyPerkins.com. You need to contact your member of Congress today. This is coming up for a vote on Thursday. So go to TonyPerkins.com and uh, and get the information you need to protect your religious freedom. This is a serious threat. Now, most likely it will go through the House, but we've got to make it painful for them to pass it, and then we've got to stop it in the U.S. Senate. Go to TonyPerkins.com. Coming up next, a platform where free speech is alive. The history of religious persecution in China is extensive, and many are not aware of the current oppression of religious groups taking place there. China restricts religious practice and oppresses religious minorities on a sweeping scale. This religious persecution targets those of every faith. Christians, Muslims, Tibetan Buddhists, and Falun Gong practitioners are all victims of the Chinese Communist Party's efforts to suppress any set beliefs that might compete with the party's ideology. This campaign against religion has had and continues to have devastating consequences for those who simply wish to live according to their conscience. Family Research Council's recently updated publication addresses China's consistent abuses of human rights and explains why they cannot be treated like any other country. Learn more about this issue by visiting frc.org slash China. Oh, man. What's wrong? I just missed Washington Watch with Tony Perkins, and our congressman was going to be on the show today. Oh, that's not a big deal. What do you mean? Well, you can always catch the replay of the day's show. How's that? With the Stand Firm app. Yeah? Yep, you can catch that day's program and so much more. You can contact your elected officials on campaigns and policies that are important to you with the Take Action tab. You can listen to Washington Watch with Tony Perkins live and play previous episodes while conveniently going about your day. You can access the Washington Update, informative blogs, tweets, and critical campaigns on the main feed so you can stay up to date on local and national news. Wow, i definitely use that. How do you find the app? Just visit frc.org slash app and download or search Stand Firm in the App Store. Okay, that's Stand Firm. Yep, Stand Firm. How do you know all this? Because I'm a SageCon, but that's another story. Huh? Welcome back to Washington Watch. I'm your host, Tony Perkins. So glad that you're with us. The website, TonyPerkins.com. All right. Uh, I think you've noticed this by now, but free speech is under attack. In fact, uh, tomorrow, actually, the, uh, well, I think it was was actually um, one of these committees coming up on Committee on Energy and Commerce. 
a hearing on fanning the flames, disinformation, and extremism in the media. I think it's coming up, yeah, it's coming up tomorrow, February the 24th. It's all designed to talk about, this is cable television. They want to knock off uh, One American News, Newsmax, uh, and even going after Fox, even though Fox has gone to the left, they still allow a conservative on every now and then, and so the left hates it. Members of Congress writing to uh, AT&T, Verizon, others, wanting to basically deplatform any conservative news outlet. Of course, we've we've seen the censorship, the shadow bans, the deplatforming, the demonetizing, the, the warning labels. All of these terms and more are becoming way too familiar as it applies to conservatives who wish to engage freely on and in the public square, the virtual public square. Now, you see face, Facebook, I mean, they're, uh, they insist they are open platforms, but their actions suggest otherwise. Twitter knocking people off left and right that they disagree with. And I'm hearing this every day. Uh, I was actually in a meeting yesterday after I spoke in East Texas. I met with a group of pastors, and they were asking the question, where do we go? Where do we get information? How do we communicate? How can we be free and communicate truth and encourage one another with that truth? Well, there is now an alternative to Twitter, social media platform that uh, my team has been vetting. I've been watching it. It's, uh, it's becoming a safe haven for free speech. Now, not everybody on there is a Christian, but Christians certainly can operate there and speak truth without fear of being silenced. And it's, uh, it, it's the idea that came about from a young Christian entrepreneur who himself, baptized by the fire of the intolerant left, created this platform, and it's taking off, and I'm encouraged by it, and joins us now to talk about it, the CEO of Gab, Andrew Torba. Andrew, welcome to Washington Watch. Uh, Thanks for having me, Tony. It's a pleasure to be here, and uh, thank you for allowing me to share our story and our vision for the future. Well, I want you to share your story because I think it's a fascinating story. Uh, you refuse to be canceled by the cancel culture. You, you have, uh, you've gone through the testing. Uh, you know where the choke points are. And you've built now a platform that people can participate in without fear of the plug being pulled. Absolutely. You know, the Lord put it on my heart about five years ago to start this company. When I started it, everybody thought I was crazy, you know, sort of like Noah. I like to call it the, the digital Noah's Ark. They said, you're going to take on Facebook. You're going to take on Twitter. You're going to take on Google from nothing. You're, you're insane. Um, and now today, after five years of diligent work, and like you said, going through the ring of fire, we've been banned from both app stores. We've been banned from hosting providers, from payment processors, from you name it, 25-plus service providers that you need to operate a website on the Internet. And we spent years building our own infrastructure. We have our own servers. We have our own web browser. We have our own payment processing solution. Um, when I first started this, it was, you know, the goal is just to build an alternative social network. But really, what we've become is an alternative to Silicon Valley. Uh, and we had no choice but to build our own. And I believe that that is the future. We can't look back to this, the, the past of this failing system of, of big tech oligarchs in Silicon Valley. Um, they're not going to change their ways. They're wicked. And they're going to continue to censor, and they're going to come after uh, Christians, which is what I was most afraid of when I started the businesses. I wanted to be able to talk about the Lord. I wanted to share the gospel on the Internet. Now we're seeing, you know, five years later, things escalate to the point where they're calling the Bible hate speech, right? They're calling the words of Christ hateful and bigoted. So 
you know, we're there and, and things are escalating. And, and Gab is going to be if the, the last place on the Internet where people can speak freely and share the gospel and, and share opinions and ideas. And um, it doesn't even have to be about Christianity, just in general. Um, people are going to be able to speak freely uh, on Gab. Yeah, and that is true. I mean, I've been on there, and uh, you know, it's it's growing rapidly. Millions coming there to to gab, uh, and there are those that you know they're just free speech advocates, don't share our faith and ideas. But I'm fine with that. I don't mind having a, a a vigorous debate or conversation with people. That doesn't scare me. What scares me is what the left is doing and shutting down the debate. That's why I appreciate gab. But there's more to gab. Um, we've, we've uh, Josh Hawley, I've known since he was attorney general of uh, Missouri. And one of the issues he had with big tech was how big tech like Facebook was exploiting its users and making money off of you have a different business model. Exactly. We have a value for value business model. So instead of selling our users and their data and their information, you know, basically uh, big tech treats us like digital serfs on their plantation. Uh, we have a value for value model. So if you're getting value out of using our service, you can you know purchase a hat, purchase a shirt, make a donation, or upgrade to something that we call Gab Pro. So it's a subscription service. You know we're all used to subscription services similar to you know like a Netflix or an Apple Music or any of these other subscription services that we have. So that's our model: is not to sell you, but to sell uh, a service to you, and, and you be our our customer. Now, you may not have music on Gab, but we have music here. It means we're up against a break. But, uh, Andrew, I want you to stay right there because we're going to come back. And, and I want you to, uh, to talk a little bit more about how the platform was developed, how it works, and how people can sign up. Because I want our Washington Watch audience to sign up and be a part of the community on Gab. So will you stick with us? Absolutely. All right, uh, Andrew's going to stick around, and folks, you stick around as well, because I, I want you, many of you have asked, what's the alternative platform? Well, here it is, and Andrew's going to stick around and tell you how you can become a part of the Gab community. That's next on Washington Watch as we gab away. Don't go away. We'll be right back. After. Get a trusted perspective on the news of the day every day. Listen to Washington Watch with Tony Perkins to get honest and in-depth commentary on what's going on in our nation's capital and around the world. Join Family Research Council President Tony Perkins live every weekday on over 800 radio stations across the country. Or listen to the show when it works for you by visiting TonyPerkins.com. On the show, you'll hear from guests like Ben Carson, Senator Josh Hawley, Representative Vicki Hartzler, Molly Hemingway, Pastor Jack Hibbs, Dana Lash, Sissy Graham Lynch, Pastor John MacArthur, Eric Metaxas, Albert Moeller, and more. Tony is joined by leading political figures, pastors, and policy and culture experts who will inspire you to be engaged and informed on the important issues facing America. For a Christian perspective on the news of the day, tune in to Washington Watch with Tony Perkins at TonyPerkins.com. Ever since the Supreme Court handed down its infamous Roe v. Wade decision in 1973 that legalized abortion nationwide, a national debate has raged over whether the government should fund abortion. In 1976, Congress banned taxpayer funding of abortion and Medicaid by passing the Hyde Amendment. Several states have followed suit, passing their own restrictions on abortion funding. However, because government funding is a complex system of joint federal and state programs, 
Completely banning taxpayer funding for abortions and abortion businesses like Planned Parenthood is challenging. There is still much work to be done to free the American taxpayer from funding the horrific practice of abortion. Family Research Council's new publication clearly explains the Hyde Amendment and why we need to keep it in order to save taxpayers from being forced to fund abortion. Access this important information by visiting frc.org slash Hyde. What's on your daily or weekly reading list? Are you looking for honest and informative commentary from fellow believers on the current issues facing our culture? Family Research Council has just the thing. Check out FRC's blog at frcblog.com. The content on our blog is written by our policy experts as well as outside contributors. On our blog, you can read about a wide variety of topics, including religious liberty, life, marriage, family, sexuality, public policy, and the culture. Read up on some of our latest titles like Four Disturbing Trends in Religious Freedom Worldwide, Legitimizing Looting Jeopardizes Liberty for All, The Media Still Doesn't Get It, Conservatives Tend to Vote Conservative, and more. At Family Research Council, our mission is to advance faith, family, and freedom in the culture by helping you live out your faith and to stand for truth. Our blog is here to help you do that. Stay informed and get the resources you need at frcblog.com. Welcome back to Washington Watch. I'm Tony Perkins, your host. Website, TonyPerkins.com. Or you can follow me, Tony Perkins underscore Tony underscore Perkins on Gab. That's at Tony underscore Perkins on Gab. And I'm going to tell you how you can join Gab. Andrew Torbaya, my uh, guest, CEO of Gab. Uh, Andrew before we get into the how-tos, how people can sign up and be a part of this, I, I want to ask you this question. You know, has this social media battle that we see, this cancel culture and the effort to silence Christian voices on social media and in the media in general, is in your view, is that just another manifestation of the spiritual war that we as Christians are engaged in? Without a doubt, Tony. I mean, this is uh, very obviously a spiritual war uh, between good and evil, between light and darkness. It's a tale as old as time. But, you know, something that gives me hope as a Christian is that we serve the creator of the universe and that God always wins. And I believe right now in this moment in time, he's calling us to build. And, um, you know, that's what we've been doing here at God for over five years. And I pray that other Christians are inspired by the work that we're doing and start to build themselves. Because if we're going to escape this cancel culture, I really feel like we need to build our own economy, uh, build our own um, you know, banks, our own uh, business yeah. infrastructure, our own Internet. I mean, that's where things are going. Andrew Torba, what I like about what you're doing and um, about your, your motivation here is I don't believe we should wave a white flag. I, I don't have a white no. flag. I don't think you're never going to find a white flag flying out in front of the Family Research Council. I believe we are to stand for truth. We're to proclaim truth. Uh, We're not to voluntarily silence ourselves. And if they try to silence, I'm going to speak even louder. And and that's what I see Gab as. I see that's what you're doing. You've you've learned through the School of Hard Knocks. You didn't give up. You didn't surrender. You kept moving. And so now you have a platform that I would say, I don't think anything's 100%, but, I mean, it certainly looks like it's 99% uh, choke-proof. 
where the left cannot or, come and 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 uh, and silence you and your uh, folks on Gab. So wh- where are we at now? About fifty million uh, folks now using Gab. We, uh, we got about thirty million every month, Tony, and that's growing every single month. I mean, it's it's absolutely tremendous. We are getting more page views than some of the big mainstream media outlets, with the exception of maybe the New York Times and Fox News. We're bigger than all the rest of them. And that's why they've tried so hard to stop us is because people are getting access to the free flow of information and to truth uh, that they cannot find anywhere else. They can't find it on the Internet. They can't find it in our culture. They can't find it on the, you know, anywhere on the TV, uh, very few spots on the radio, you know, your show being one of them. But um, people are actively seeking the truth, and uh, we're one of the only places that they can find it. So I don't think that growth is going to slow down anytime soon. Okay, Andrew. Let's talk about how people can become a part of the Gab community. How do they do it? Sure. You just go to Gab.com. Keep in mind we've been banned from both app stores, and any apps that exist on Apple and Google's app stores uh, are under Apple and Google's rules, and those rules do not include free speech. So in order to get on Gab, you just go to Gab.com in your web browser, on your phone, or on your desktop device, and you can sign up in a few seconds. Uh, All we require is a, a username and an email address and a password. We collect as little information as possible on our users because we're not only pro-free speech, but we're also very pro-privacy as well. Because privacy is very, very important for being able to speak your mind freely. And that goes back to that you don't exploit your users. They give, exactly. if they find value in this community, they can contribute to the community. Exactly, exactly. Um, you know, we're doing things differently here. Uh, we're building a whole different business model because the, the business model that Silicon Valley has is, corrupt and is evil and is extorting people and treating them like digital serfs on the plantation. And then they turn around and silence people and tell them what they can and cannot talk about, what links they can share, um, what is real and what isn't according to their arbitrary standards. And we're not doing any of that. We're just letting people, you know, uh, speak freely and and decide who they want to associate freely as well. With free speech comes, you know, uh, responsibility to, to also have free association. Just because everybody can speak their mind doesn't mean you have to associate with them. So, you can unfollow people. You can block them. You can mute them. You don't have to see the stuff you don't like, and we let we leave that up to you. We're not going to play the arbiter of truth here. But you do have boundaries. There are boundaries here Correct. in the in the Gab community. Explain what those are. Absolutely, uh, we're a community of law and order. So we do not allow threats of violence. We do not allow uh, illegal activity. Uh, unlike Twitter and some other platforms, we don't allow pornography at all. We have zero tolerance for it. Um, And, you know, we want to protect people's safety and people's privacy. Uh, So, you know, we have common sense rules that are basically do not break the law. Um, If it's allowed by the First Amendment, if you're allowed to have a political opinion that is protected by the First Amendment, it's allowed on our site. Um, If it's uh, against U.S. law or if it's illegal, then it's not allowed on our site. It's it's pretty straightforward, and most people tend to understand where that line in the sand is. Um, And if they don't, then, you know, we escalate things to our moderation team and to law enforcement if necessary, because we want to keep uh, the platform safe and free of illegal activity. But, Andrew Torba, that has been an allegation made against Gab. In fact, in some of the places that knocked you off said that you allowed things on there when uh, Twitter, as you pointed out, allows things that are more egregious than what happens in the Gab community. Oh, absolutely. You know, obviously, when you're talking about tens of millions of people, Tony, there's going to be a few bad apples. And, you know, in our early years, we were just a small startup. It's, a, it's really a family-run business. So did we miss a few things? Absolutely. You know, we're human beings, but we've gotten much better, and we, we've built out our systems to be much more robust 
And we've educated our community to help us keep an eye out for illegal activity. I mean, you know, Facebook Messenger is 85% of child exploitation cases annually, according to the FBI. So we're talking, you know, 13 to 15 million cases of child exploitation that are going on on Facebook, and nobody seems to care. Nobody seems to be talking about that. They're allowed to be on the app source, um, you know, versus Gab, which bans pornography completely, thus eliminating that problem. Um, and, you know, we, we, we're not allowed to be on app stores because we have a few bad apples that, you know, say some mean things or offend some people. Well, but, I mean, you've had Twitter has been used in actual terrorist attacks. Um, exactly, you know, yeah. Facebook was Mass used. murders have been live streamed on Facebook. Yes. Right. Um, but yep. they're still up there. I mean, you can't be accountable. I mean, you do your very best to police everyone that's in your community. But at the end of the day, you can't. You can't stop everybody. Uh, there's going to no, be, as you said, tens one... of millions of posts. Right. Yeah. There's. <laughs> we do our best, and our community keeps a watchful eye. And we we work with law enforcement when necessary to keep you know law and order with our community. But you know, again, there's going to there's bound to be a few bad apples, and we act as swiftly as we can when we discover these things. And um, you know, we, th- this stuff happens. This is the internet. This is right. at, at scale with tens of millions of people. It's bound to happen. But we do our well, best to, to counter it. It happens in the real world as well, not just the virtual exactly. world. It happens uh, exactly. you know, on Free Speech Alley. But here's here's my view, and I don't know if you agree with me or not, but, Andrew, I, I think the left is simply using that as an excuse to silence conservative uh, alternative speech, with they, which they disagree with, because they cannot adequately defeat it in debate. Exactly. Yeah, they they have no uh, other resort but censorship because they can't beat our ideas. Um, And they can't, of course, beat the idea of the gospel, which is, you know, objective truth. We live in a post-truth world. We live in this world of critical theory and Marxism where anything goes and it's just, you know, nihilism left and right. So their reality is fundamentally different than ours. And because our ideas are better and our ideas offer people hope and truth and love, um, you know, they have to counter that by silencing that. Okay, Andrew Torba, let's talk about those good ideas. What's in store for Gab? Where do you want to take it? Sure. So uh, Gab, again, is is much bigger than just a Twitter or Facebook alternative. Uh, We have our own web browser, our own free speech web browser, because I feel like that's the next step is they're going to start censoring uh, web domains at the the browser level. So we're prepared for that. We've already built our own web browser called Dissenter. D-I-S-S-E-N-T-E-R. We also have our own YouTube alternative called Gab TV. And one of the things that we're working on now is getting into the real world. So we're building a Gab smartphone and we're building a Gab uh, TV device so that people can cut the cable and get access to Gab TV content uh, right in their homes and and get that wicked content and those wicked providers out out of their families' homes. So we're working on really taking Gab from an idea in the digital world into the real world. That's kind of the vision going forward. Andrew Torba, God bless you for uh, for staying in the fight and using your God-given skills to give people a place where they can not only have associations but continue to speak freely. I, I, unfortunately, you know, I, I, I wish it was such that we could speak to the whole world, um, but we've seen this bifurcation of communication and this isolation. I just want to encourage our people that are out there who believe the Bible and want to live according to it. But the only thing they hear is the nonsense from you know Fox, MSNBC, CNN, and the right. mainstream media that is counter to everything that is true. 
Absolutely. And I just want to say, Tony, all the glory goes to, to God. Um, you know, I am just a vessel. I'm, I'm a servant of, of the Lord Jesus Christ. All the glory goes to him. I don't want anybody to remember my name. I want them to remember what Christ did for me because uh, he saved me. He saved Gab. The only reason Gab is online right now is, is because, uh, you know, God has blessed us um, and has humbled me and has uh, helped our team to persevere through all the persecution that we faced over the past five years to, to continue going forward and to continue building. Well, you are a, uh, a picture of how I close my program every day from Ephesians chapter 6, where Paul says when we've done everything we can do, uh, when we've prayed, we've prepared, and we've taken our stand, we're to continue standing. And that's what I see uh, in you, Andrew, and what I see in uh, in Gab. And, I, and again, before I let you go, uh, people can go to Gab.com. Now, this is a little different because there's not an app, but you can still do it on your smartphone, right? You can still access it on your Correct. smartphone and, and operate that way. Exactly. If you Actually, if you have an iPhone, you can open it in Safari and click Add to Home Screen, and it'll add an app icon right onto your home screen, and you can do the same on Android if you open it in Google Chrome. So it's, it's very easy to access on your mobile device. Uh, don't let the Apple and Google App Store bans prevent you from, from speaking freely and from exiting the big tech panopticon of, of evil. Um, you know, we have to stop using these products and these services that are built by people that are antichrist uh, fundamentally. So that's, that's why we're building. Uh, we're building in the name of God, and we're building to glorify him and to empower everybody around the world to speak freely. Now, I, I said that was the last question, but I, I've got to, I, I want to uh, ask another question uh, because a lot sure. of people are asking me, uh, just as I had these pastors uh, yesterday morning in a meeting I did in, in East Texas, you know, s- news sources. Uh, you have news sources there on Gab that, uh, that can be in their feed so they can find out and know what's going on from trusted sources. Right, yes. We have, we have a number of publications across Gab that have official accounts that are posting articles as, as they update them. Um, I know you guys are posting there as well, any of your updates and, and your news. Um, and those are all verified, so people know that those are the official sources. Uh, we do have our own news section as well, which is actually powered by the community. So as people are sharing links and talking about links, they start to trend. Um, so it's, it's an actual uh, trending algorithm versus a trending algorithm that is, you know, uh, puppeteered by uh, progressives in, in San Francisco at Facebook or at Google. So, you know, our people really power the whole system, and our code is actually open source. So any engineer can take a look and say, this is how Gab's feed works, or this is how this works. So we're very transparent uh, comparatively to some of the big tech guys as well in that regard. Boy, how novel is that in this world where you're actually very transparent letting people know what you are doing? I, I wish we could say the same for the left. <laughs> never. They, they would never be able to hide all the wicked things they're doing behind the scenes, even though now they're doing it you know, kind of in front of our faces here. Well, Andrew Torba, again, I want to thank you for uh, joining us today on Washington Watch. I want to thank you for your vision, and uh, we're certainly going to be encouraging uh, our folks to uh, to join us over on uh, on Gab as a free speech uh, platform where we can uh, we can have conversations out of fear of uh, out of with no fear of being silenced. So, Andrew, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you, Tony. God bless. All right, Andrew Torba. CEO of Gab, and I do encourage you, go right over uh, to Gab.com. You can set up your account. It's real easy. Like he said, just put in an email address, your name, and uh, no other information. They're not trying to gather a bunch of data on you that they can sell and make profit off of you. They're uh, there to serve you. 
Uh, and if you find value in it, you can give back to the uh, to the community. Now, you know, look, we've got to have places where we can have conversations and we can do so freely and we can speak truth. Now, I'm going to continue to do it. Uh, you know, I'm going to stay on Facebook uh, as long as I can stay there until they uh, knock me off um, because I'm doing uh, some things there. They're reaching other people. In fact, every morning, 8.05 Eastern Time, if you want to join me for uh, daily Bible study as we do our two-year journey through the Bible, I'm doing that on Facebook. Soon to be going over to TonyPerkins.com, and actually I may put it up on Gab uh, as well. But I encourage you to support... Uh, those entities like Gab, I mean, you heard Andrew right here. He's a Christian led by the Lord to uh, establish his platform. And one of the things we do, it just it's not if someone says, well, I'm a Christian, and I did this. You got to vet it. And, and we vetted it. It's solid. Now, as I said earlier, it is a free speech platform. So there are some folks out there I disagree with. Uh, there are some folks out there that are a little too far out. But look, they got they have the same freedom to speak. As I do, you know, and as as one who served in our nation's military and have served in uh, in, in taking the oath of office a number of times, both as a police officer, a Marine, a legislator, I've defended people's rights to speak, even though those I disagree with. But it is of an environment in which we can freely speak and interact with one another. And I encourage you to check it out. Gab dot com. And don't forget TonyPerkins.com, and don't forget Washington Watch, because we can continue to speak freely here as well. And I encourage you to join us and invite your friends to join us each afternoon right here at Washington Watch. Until next time, I leave you with the encouraging words of the Apostle Paul, found in Ephesians 6, where he says, When you've done everything you can do and you've prayed, prepared, and taken your stand, by all means, keep standing. Washington Watch with Tony Perkins is brought to you by Family Research Council and is entirely listener-supported. Portions of the show discussing candidates are brought to you by Family Research Council Action. For more information on anything you've heard today or to find out how you can partner with us in our ongoing efforts to promote faith, family, and freedom, visit TonyPerkins.com. Also, to leave a comment about Washington Watch, call our watch line at one 866 372-7234. That's 1-866-372-7234.